Yeah, I think um, balancing a serious career with serious training takes a huge amount of honesty with yourself about what's possible, right? Identifying what are the windows where I can reserve this for working out? What are the windows where I absolutely cannot work out? And what are the windows where I can work out with some degree of flexibility, right? And for me, for various reasons, that is in the morning, I can get my sessions in. During the day, I'm at work, I'm chained to the desk. And then in the evenings, I can work out generally, but I might have to look at my phone. I might have to take a call. There might be some PM sessions where I have to modify or shorten or move things around, right? And figuring out what those spots are in your schedule and what the level of flexibility is and being honest so that you don't come up on that session and promise yourself that you did, could do something, but then, oh, I have a Zoom meeting suddenly, right? That's something you have to really be, be careful with yourself about. There are days where I feel like I call them Superman days because I feel like I like crushed it at work. I crushed my workout and like I feel like I got adequate time with like my son and my family. Mm. But there are days where like it's all like messed up. Like the, so the session was garbage and like man like I missed my son by a little bit so he like fell asleep early because he woke up early and like looking over like the the long term like the you know like the average basically over like a time span and just like on average like how well do you do? Like I think about my life that way now like quality time with the family. Like, you know, did you crush it at work today? Did you solve this problem? And that's what I'm trying to optimize for, the whole picture, like you are saying. And especially in careers that like Sam and I are in, high finance intensity Wall Street, right? Like you are always being measured. Like your work is always being measured, your output. So how you approach things and how you make sure you have those goals and go after them. I found almost the same thing as I want to qualify or I want to make it have this position on the leaderboard, right? now completely different arena but like i think when we're talking about being able to do both that's the sort of thing that's like transferable it's like hey i have this goal here are the steps that i need to take it where can i improve and like it's just a growing process of like what works what doesn't what do you need to change right i'm always asking what's working what's not working what different thing can i try The fitness movement is brought to you by Zor Fitness. We offer coaching and individualized program design, as well as educational content for coaches and athletes. It's all at one place, zorfitness.com. Sam looks like he's six foot. Right <laughs> it's because this wooden chair, I'm just sitting up so straight. That's why. You can't slouch in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy's uh, executive chair. Yeah. Madam President, as uh. we call her. Mother CrossFit. Mother CrossFit. Nice. Well, sweet, guys. Thanks. Of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam was on before, so you're probably not going to get in the title, Sam. Sorry. All good. You can only fit so many uh, characters in there. But uh, yeah, you two are new. So yeah. I'm going to have you each just go through, like, introduce yourself, your name, where you're from, and then, like, let's start with, like, where you found CrossFit. Let's start with that. All right. Uh, so Marco Enriquez. I'm, uh, let's see, I'm from Washington, D.C. And so I found CrossFit through boot camp. Uh, so back then, uh, I was just trying a bunch of fitness things out, like, uh, and so I was like doing like kind of like running and like high rocks, like like gyms. Like I tried a spin class, which I absolutely hated. Then I went to a CrossFit gym, and they were doing boot camps, and I really liked the movements. There were like box jumps and like dumbbell snatches, and I was just like, hey, this is a ton of fun. Uh, and yeah, I mean, essentially, I, I tried to like keep doing that. And then after a while, I'm like, I think I'm going to take the elements class to to try to like you know like really like start being a CrossFitter. 
but then the pandemic happened and so i had to wait two like two years before i could like actually like get into a crossfit gym so but then i just kept doing like boot camps in my basement um and yeah then after two more years i was just, okay let's sign up and i tried to be more competitive so i signed up with uh ben here yeah so um what age were you when you like started like that the boot camp stuff <laughs> like maybe like 36 okay yeah yeah so in other words you found competitive crossfit as a master's that's right which is yeah again i think there's more and more people doing that as it's been around longer um but yeah it's definitely interesting yeah we'll get your perspective again dante you want to go yeah my name is dante ribello um born and raised in pittsburgh pa have resided in new york city for the last seven years found crossfit in 2017 which was just a factor of you know six months into working a full-time job for the first time realizing that the college bro workouts of bench press curls and you know a couple squats and deadlifts uh for three hours wasn't gonna wasn't gonna cut it when you were sitting at a desk for 12 hours a day um and obviously having a little bit of a background and doing some you know i wasn't like on the circuit or whatever but was familiar with powerlifting um and a lot of that sport in those places tend to share facilities with with crossfit gyms so you just mm -hmm. naturally become a little bit familiar with the movements and, and you see it and you say okay that looks cool um and then i was like all right well i need something that's gonna get my heart rate up and i'm not gonna be winded walking upstairs anymore um a lot of stairs <laughs> a lot of stairs a lot of walking <laughs> And, uh, in 2017, yeah, found, found a CrossFit gym in the city, um, and been doing it ever since just immediately fell in love with it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people do that where they're like powerlifting or like weightlifting or doing something in like a CrossFit gym. And then they're like watching the class for a while and they're like, start doing some burpees in the, on the run and the next thing they know, start doing like, some pull-ups not burpees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's funny, right? Like when I first started getting into training, my entire goals related to training were aesthetics, right? Like to just look good, to be strong. I did really enjoy like the strength gaining aspect of it. So I guess that was sort of my introduction to performance. But I always used to joke with one of my friends, I'd be like, I don't really have any interest in like being good at exercising. Like I just mm -hmm. want to like lift heavy weight and like look really good with my shirt off. Um, but as you get older, that starts to change, right? Your perspective starts to change. You start to be like, Oh, you know what? It would actually be cool to be able to do things or be able to to perform and to like push my body to the limits in in ways that isn't just like, you know, can I see an extra ab than I did six months ago, mm -hmm. which I still can't see abs. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can only uh, you can only take that so far, at least most people. And I feel like, especially if you're, you know, not gonna be enhanced. It's yeah. like the the aesthetics is like. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there's, there's a limited, there's a ceiling to that for most people. Yeah. And I feel like you can do it for a while, but then it's like when you've sort of like exhausted, like your nutritional resources, like you've been clean for how long it's like, man, it's tough to, to keep going that way. So. For sure. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people go through that where it's like aesthetics to start off and then like eventually they kind of like turn it into performance. Um, Unless like you're, you're someone who just kind of snowballed your way from school sports, like right into CrossFit, which definitely happens. Yeah. Too, but. I think for, for my path, it was sort of when I first really got into lifting, it was the classic like bodybuilding. Like I was doing like the, you know, golden era bodybuilding splits, like Arnold, like those guys. Um, 
but it was really like those last two years of college, my buddies and I really got into the, it was kind of a hybrid of like powerlifting and aesthetics, but it was mo- like the focus of our workouts was squats. We were squatting like three to four times a week, different variations, different tempos, stuff like that. So it was real. it was a really great introduction to like functional fitness. We weren't doing like Metcons and gymnastics, right? But the focus of our training was the squat, the deadlift, the bench press. And that was sort of a really good introduction to like, oh, it's when you progressive overload, like you, you get stronger. And that was a really cool feeling, like seeing where you started at the beginning of a program versus the end of a program. So that was kind of like getting into the shallow end of the pool. Yeah. Um, and then as somebody who's always been a, a bigger athlete and, and conditioning has never really been a strong suit, um, I think I was like nervous getting into CrossFit, but it was it was appealing to me from a you know challenge standpoint. Yeah, for sure. And that's the cool thing about it is like whether you're just a class goer or you're competitive, it's like there's definitely always something new to tackle, which is good from like a number of directions. Like if you get burnt out on something like or you like tweak something or you're just whatever. Like there's always like a new goal that you can kind of chase, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, that was one of the big reasons why I did CrossFit versus like I was at the time, like doing triathlon. I was like, well, I don't really get to like lift seriously if I'm doing triathlon. Like, yeah, I do maybe a little bit as like accessory joint health type stuff, but not really significant. So it's nice that like, if you're choosing to do it competitively, then it's like, it also has, it's broad enough where you can kind of, uh, hopefully have like the physique that you want and also just like the functionality that you want, which is kind of what drew it. And more than that too, it has the social component as well. Yeah. I was going to say another key part of that was I had spent, you know, the first five or so years of training was, was alone, right? Like when you're lifting weights, when you're doing all that stuff, like, yeah, you have training buddies, but the majority of that time is it's a very singular activity yeah. and the appealing thing about CrossFit was the community, right? Like it was a chance to meet new people. It was a chance to meet people out of the same group of people that I've been hanging out with since college. Um, it was a chance to like meet people from all different backgrounds, people who are, you know, into other things besides going out in New York city and partying, which, you know, at 21, 22 years old was, was the majority of my social circle. Yeah. Um, so th- I think that was a huge part of, of getting hooked on it right away was, was the community aspect of it and, and making friends and making connections with people that were into other things besides like the background that I had come from. Hmm. I feel like you probably were in a similar boat. You're pretty outgoing. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, the, the more there's sort of a chicken and egg where the more you dedicate your life to CrossFit training, the more your social career or your social life also orients around the gym, right? You gain deeper friendships with people in the gym. Some people meet their partners in the gym, right? And suddenly like one day you wake up and you know, your social life and your gym life are, are tied to the yeah. facility. Right. And that's why people get such Wait, and also <laughs> your professional life. <laughs> and, yeah. and, right. Because, and then, and then people who go to, you know, someone else's facility start dreaming about owning their own facility. Right. And yeah. then there you go. Right. Yeah, so suddenly yeah. your eggs are all in one basket. Right. I think that's probably a, a great transition to get into what we want to talk about. Right. The, the balancing yeah. work and in, in training. Yeah. Do you so, want to kick off, uh, about your, your background or however you want to run? Yeah. This yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, for me, so I'm a, I'm a dad, uh, you know, like of like two and a half year old, uh, kid and that kind of like 
we had, uh, you know, our son during the pandemic and that kind of like messed me up for a bit. And so I thought what was so nice about CrossFit was it kind of like helped like, like helped me deal with like some anxiety going on around that time. Like, cause it was like, everything was shut down and like, like we have this kid and we're like, oh, we don't know how to keep you healthy because we don't know like what's up with this, like, you know, COVID thing yet. But yeah, like, um, after a while, like I kind of like developed a routine, like where, okay, he's like sleeping, like, you know, I could get like my little, like, you know, like basement, like workout in. And then after a while, I'm like, okay, like, but you know, it, it kind of changes, right? Cause he grows up and he like, you know, his needs change as you know, he grows up. And so we had to kind of, you, you, you kind of have to keep finding that balance. Um, I don't know Ben, how you kind of like went with it with your son, um, you know, but with Jax, you know, I'm sure you felt the same way where it's like, okay, like, you know, when he's a toddler, like it's cool cause he's kind of sleeping, but he's awake like every two hours wanting food, but mainly that's the mom, right? And you're trying to like help the mom out. Yeah. And then you're like, maybe I could like get a quick workout in like while they're like kind of doing their thing, you know? Um, and so that's, that's one part of it. And then, you know, we were all remote right uh, during the pandemic. And um, I think that also allowed people some flexibilities in their schedules. Um, so people began to understand, Hey, like, you know, like I don't have to commute anymore that that gives me like an hour of my day back. And so for me, it was just like, let me like use that for like working out. Um, and, and so it, it kind of started like that for me. And then like, as uh, my kid got older and his work, uh, work got like more complex, like we just kind of like started like kind of uh, looking for like new opportunities to like kind of shift things around, uh, especially with the programming we're doing now for, for Ben, right? Like a, a session will take me maybe like two to three hours and I have to be really creative some days about like how I'll actually get this done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll split it in half, like, you know, or like I'll like move a skill work like to a different day because I have a meeting that's going to bump up against like, you know, my like training and I, I need to like be able to, to be on that call. And unfortunately, I'm also in the point of my career where I can't just like dial in and just kind of like listen. Like people are expecting me to like actually talk and like not sound like an idiot, right? And so you're just like, okay, uh, so I just have to be ready for it. And like, you know. You can't just go camera off, muted for <laughs> yeah, an hour. Yeah, like right. barbells crashing in the background. <laughs> like, right, yeah. right in the C2 bike on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Marco. <laughs> One second, guys. Are you Nothing okay? further from me. <laughs> I think no, that, I agree. That's it. That's really a great point. And that was also one of the things that was really appealing when I started CrossFit was from just an efficiency perspective and and bang for your buck, so to say, it was like, okay, I'm I'm in and out in an hour and like I got a great workout in, I got some strength work, I got a car right, typical CrossFit class, like the first twenty minutes is like usually a strength, and then the last like thirty to forty is like a Metcon conditioning skill work. So, you know, as somebody who I was 22 starting my career, I was on a a trading desk at a Wall Street investment bank. Um, You know, I had to be in super early and like, you know, I just had a tight schedule. So that having that really efficient window of like, okay, I know I'm going to show up at the gym at this time and be out of the gym at this time. That was hugely appealing. And that's sort of what got me started in it. Now that's changed over the course of my career. (laughs) And like, as I've gotten more into the sport. But starting out, that that was a huge draw, and that was sort of, it was a really good um, way to balance like starting as a professional working person while also maintaining like health and fitness. 
Yeah, I think um, balancing a serious career with serious training takes a huge amount of honesty with yourself about what's possible, right. right? Identifying what are the windows where I can reserve this for working out? What are the windows where I absolutely cannot work out? And what are the windows where I can work out with some degree of flexibility, yeah. right? And for me, for various reasons, that is in the morning, I can get my sessions in. During the day, I'm at work, I'm chained to the desk, right? And then in the evenings, I can work out generally, but I might have to look at my phone. I might have to take a call. There might be some PM sessions where I have to modify or shorten or move things around, right? And figuring out what those spots are in your schedule and what the level of flexibility is and being honest so that you don't come up on that session and promise yourself that you did, could do something, but then, oh, I have a Zoom meeting suddenly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something you have to really be, be careful with yourself about. No, I think that's a really... Um good point because there's definitely a lot of trial error and error involved the, the first few goes at this right where it's just like how quickly do i think i could complete my lips uh, before <laughs> i have to like run across this like meeting time um you know and it, yeah it's just like yeah like you said being honest and you say okay i don't think i'll be able to like actually get quality lifts in or like actually focus during this time so it, you're just wasting time then right mm -hmm. and so it's just like just like you're better off just working and taking care of this mm -hmm. And then like actually like focusing on what you need to like later, like even if it's later. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, the more I think about this, the more complicated it is. And I feel like there's definitely another layer with a kid. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's like, it's one more level of like unpredictability. Right. And, and that's the tough thing. So let, let's leave that aside for now. Um, Marco, I could probably, yeah, talk about that for a while with you. But um, yeah, in terms of just like... Uh, manipulating your guys' schedule. So like, it's not like you're just trying to not just because like, this is complicated too, but like, if you're like just trying to get a workout in and like get, a, get a sweat, like stay in shape, like, like you guys are all competitive. So there, there's just like more demand from like, you do want to feel your best when you do your sessions. It's yeah. not like you're just trying to get the work in and the quality is what it is because like you're focusing on your professional life entirely. It's like, you do want to feel as crisp and alert and like be able to perform at your best in your day to day so that you can like stack those wins and just get better. Yeah, for sure. Sam and I actually were, we're talking a lot about this on the ride up here. I think what in building off what he said about being honest with yourself and having conversations, like when you decide if you're, you have to be honest with yourself about how you can approach the sport and right are, are you doing this to just do crossfit and have fun and, and get an hour workout in a day or you know last year when i made the decision of like okay like i'm, I'm gonna really try to 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 do this and like i know i'm not a semi-finals or games of lathy right but i really want to get the most out of my potential and see how far i can take it i knew that was going to require more than just showing up for an hour class right um but you have to be honest with yourself like hey does am, am i does my schedule allow that? Like there have been times in my career where I was working a job that the schedule, like there was no way I could have worked out for three hours a day. Like there was just no way, like it was tough enough to get to the gym and get that one hour class in. And I was like running to work still sweaty from like having taken a hot shower at <laughs> 7am in the summer in New York city, like absolutely brutal. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm fortunate now, like I have a, I have a pretty predictable schedule um, I can sort of plan around that, but that wasn't always the case. So I think if you're the type of person that's really starting to think about, okay, I want to like do the sport of CrossFit. I always say the sport of CrossFit and quote unquote CrossFit are two different things, right? Like mm. the CrossFit is, is the health and fitness, the typical affiliate class 
covers all your bases to just be generally in shape, right? When you're talking about doing the sport, right, that's stuff like advanced skill work, stuff that, that you're only doing if, you're, if your plan is to, like, compete at events that have those movements. Like, you can be extremely healthy, right? You don't need to do ring muscle-ups. That's not that, you know, that's not a uh, – that's not versus like whatever your run pace is or rowing or biking. Like those are things that pay dividends no matter what your goals are. Um, but obviously when you transition to focusing on the sport, that's going to require you to do more things. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to be smart about using your weekends, right? If you're a, yeah. if you're a working professional and competitive about CrossFit, I mean, I would estimate 40% of my weekly training volume is coming on the weekends, right? And then on Thursdays, which is my rest day from training, I'm like, wow, all I have to do is go to work today? This is great. (laughs) It's like a relief, to be honest. It's like, sometimes you feel like you're crawling to get there, and then it's really nice just to be able to kind of like, yeah, be at a little bit relaxed pace, like catch up on like some of like your, just like stuff that you need to do to survive, like, Mm -hmm get food, do your laundry, like mm-hmm. the basics. Mm-hmm. And totally. it kind of like helps you like reset where you can then, uh, yeah, dedicate more of your time allocation to training again. Yeah. Yep. Like literally the, I save all my like life tasks, like for those days. <laughs> yeah. Those yeah, days. Yeah. yeah. Because when, during the week, when, when I'm trying to hit training and, and stick to the programming, right? Like I don't, there's not, I don't do anything else. Like yeah. I wake up, I either am training or I go to work. Mm-hmm. As soon as I'm done with work, it's training. That takes about two and a half, three hours. Go home, eat dinner, like literally have a 15 minute conversation with my girlfriend and then go to bed. Like there's no, there's no, there's no room for anything else, right? Like maybe there would be if I was willing to like cut back. Yeah. But that's again where you have to have that conversation of yourself like, well, what are my goals? And mm-hmm. not only what are my goals, but what am I willing to, to do for those goals? Not mm-hmm. only what, I think a lot of people are fine with doing things for those goals, but they're not fine with giving things up for those right. goals. Right, it's like my goal is not the output. Like my yeah. goal is not semifinals. My goal is two hours or two, two hour sessions a day, you know, five days a week for like five years. Yeah. That's right. my goal, yeah. right? And then what comes from that will come from that. Yeah, yeah. I will say that, you know, it kind of going back again to honesty. So the flip side of this is that I'm still working on this, but, you know, I actually have to get better at like, you know, like actually learning to let go when you literally cannot fit any more into your schedule. Yeah, and, there there comes a point where like yeah. stuff is just going to happen yeah. and, and you kind of like, have to be like. Well, I would tell Ben all the time, like it makes me anxious when I like I miss like a component of training mm-hmm. and then I'm like trying to like figure out how I could like, you know, rejigger my mm-hmm. schedule so I could like at least try to make a component of that up. And after a while, I'm like, is this like you're kind of playing perpetual catch up? And, you know, it's just like there's programming next week. You could like hit it fresh and like it won't go away. Right. Um, But it still makes me like anxious now, like, you know, to just kind of miss components of the training. Yeah. You want to shake everything off. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but it's just, you know, life just happens. Right. You just have to kind of let, let go of things sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's very normal. If people who are goal oriented and they're you know, they have a busy schedule and it's not like they can just push stuff out to just keep on training. Um, at a certain point it's like, okay, I just didn't get to this last piece. And yeah, I think it's normal for people like you guys for that to like eat at them for a while. And I think like on, on my end, if I see that all the time, it just means that we need to pull back and it's not necessarily because the person can't handle it. It's just like, it will stress them out if they can't get to it. So it's like, you just got to cut the session time down, um, from just like a super practical standpoint. Um, and that, that could mean that it gets pushed somewhere else, or it could just mean that you, you know, pull back 
on some of that other volume so that they can just uh, feel like they're, you know, stacking wins. That was honestly a huge part of why I decided to work with a coach um, because I had spent, you know, from the time that I decided, like, I always knew I wanted to do the competitions, right? Like, I was an athlete growing up. The sport aspect always appealed to me. Like, the the competitive nature of CrossFit, like, that was something that I really enjoyed. Like, I had friends who, like, they could care less, right? They weren't, it didn't, they were just there to work out. For me, like, I loved the sport aspect of it. Um, but I spent, you know, however many years, right, doing that where I was just, like, piecemealing things, right? Where most of it was, like, okay, I'll do the affiliate class because, and that'll be my stuff. But like on my own, I'm doing extra conditioning or extra gymnastics, right? And I was always making this Frankenstein monster of programming. Um, And then I sort of started to realize of like, this may not be the best way to do it. And not only that, it was impossible to do it all because it was always, (laughs) it's just like, it's designed for like, they give you a big menu. It's like, the cheesecake factory menu right? <laughs> you go in there and you're like i have no idea what i want because there's 75 pages of like different yeah i'm gonna things. need another minute please yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but you know when i made the decision it was like okay well having somebody that one knows what they're doing but then two can organize it in a way based on my goals and my limitations right of like working mm-hmm. out in a new york city gym is very different than training in a in a facility like lca or or yeah. right and i'm sure it's th- the same in dc right like yeah. you were talking about your your home gym stuff like that yeah so i was like you know what if if i'm working with somebody and they can do this and all i have to do is show up and put in the work that saved me a huge amount of of stress and anxiety mm-hmm. it's probably like the benefit of jumping in a crossfit class the first time you do that yeah. it's like you mm-hmm. you show up you're there for an hour it's like the only thing you need to make sure you you do is that you show up and you're ready to go at the time the class starts like that's it um and obviously if you get more serious about it, there's a little more mental prep for that you might even do some physical prep for that but like essentially that was it right whereas like i feel like a lot of people find themselves in the middle like what you were describing dante where it was like okay, I want to be a little bit more competitive. So I'm doing class and I still want to be able to like, you know, do that and jump in there sometimes. But it's like, I'm also doing, um, you know, this extra piece where now I'm having to figure out if I should be doing this piece or I should be doing this piece over here. Like, should I be doing uh, D or should I do <laughs> E? And because yeah. I only have time for one or the other. Well, and then, and then like you, like we've talked about before, when you're at that point, when you're faced with that, because again, life happens and you're going to have to make adjustments. Then it becomes like, okay, well, what are you choosing? And 90% of the time, the people are choosing the thing that is easier to do and that they, but not the thing that they need to do, if that makes sense. They're not practicing crossovers. If I, yes, if I'm making (laughs) it right, if, if I'm piecemealing together stuff and I'm saying like, okay, I can only choose one of these things. I, Oh, like practicing bar muscle ups. Like I'm going to do that instead of the 20 minute assault bike at your like 60% pace. Right. Cause nobody wa- like, no, no one wants to do, that, wants to do that. Right. <laughs> so like you hear that coach <laughs> and on those, like at the moment you're thinking like, okay, that is probably more beneficial, right? Like if I can be good at bar muscle ups, like that makes me a better athlete. But over time, those holes will reveal themselves in like your overall fitness where the benefit of working with somebody like Ben or, or a coach who's designing it for you is that accountability. And you're like, I can't skip this because I need to do this. Like this yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. and I, I've talked to this about Riley and I think Riley's a good contrast to everybody here where she's like, she still has a job. She's still working hours, but it's like, she's putting, she's much more time allocated towards fitness. 
And even for her, it was like, we've had conversations like, okay, it's, it's stressful for me to decide on my own if I'm being soft and I should just do this piece or if I'm like tired and I need a break. Like, should I continue to do this even though, like, should I do this uh, handstand push-up ski piece even though like my upper body's kind of tired right now or am I being soft and I just need to get the volume in? And that's where if you can like offload at least some of that decision-making process, it allows you to feel a lot better about it and then it's like, okay, I'm not being soft. Like this is my coach, like helping me make the decision of like, is, is this actually a time to push or a time to pull back? Or like, you know, you can, Sam's called it like, you know, thought partner. Like you, you didn't just take a little bit of time to like, you know, bounce something off someone outside of yourself is helpful. And there's ways to address that with programming too. I mean, you guys know a lot of Ben's programming will be not three sets of X necessarily, but three to five sets, mm -hmm. right? And you know, based on the quality of your work that day, right? Or the amount of time you have in the gym that day, which one you end up at. That's right. Um, I, I will say it makes me feel better to hear like Dante and even Riley's perspective on it because yeah, it's the same thing for me, right? It's like the, the progression really goes, right? So yeah, you do the affiliate class and then you see the advanced athletes and like during open gym and they're doing bar muscle ups and you're like, wow, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. Right? I can't tell you how much time, probably the first three to four years of my CrossFit career, like, like getting those skills was like so important to me. And I like worked on them so much because I felt like, okay, if that's, that's a limiter, right? Like if that comes up in a workout and I can't do that, that's going to sink me. Mm. Right. But how much more better would my overall fitness have been if I had spent an equal amount of time doing rowing intervals, assault bike intervals, right? Instead of like ring muscle ups or pistol squats, like don't get me wrong. Those things are important. And if you want to compete in the sport, like you have to do them. But again, like everybody wants to do the fun stuff. Everybody wants to do bar muscle ups. Everybody wants to do handstand walks when it comes down to it, like it's a lot harder to sit on a bike or a rower for 20, 25 minutes, like all that type of thing. Do you have a topic that you'd like to request as a future show or just a question about training? Reach out to me. My email is ben at zorfitness.com or you can DM me on Instagram at zorfitness. Lastly, head over to zorfitness.com if you wanna browse all of our previous shows with in-depth show notes, as well as educational content for all things training. Do you guys want to talk about like how CrossFit has like helped or benefited your like your working self? Definitely made it worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was gonna say like, wow, like Are you kidding? Like <laughs> Sam's gonna be like way more dedicated to my career. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We can go down there, but I'll just be honest. Yeah. Hope no one from work's listening. Um, Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. No, was all yeah. I was going to say was just like, I mean, like what Dante was saying, it's just really nice because I would show up at open gym trying to get extra work in and just feeling like I'm running like a chicken with his head cut off, right? Because I'm like, okay, maybe I should do bike sprints or maybe I should do practice like butterfly pull-ups or like, and it was just ridiculous after a while. And then I just remember being like, this is dumb. Like, I, I really just need someone to like yeah. tell me what I need to be doing, mm. right? Um and it's funny because, like, for example, Ben, like, we hadn't done wall balls in my programming in a while. And then when they showed up during the competition, they were so easy. Because you were just like, <laughs> you were just, I guess, got my legs strong or whatever. Like, and it was just like, I was like, well, like, this is so much easier than I remember them from, like, the affiliate yeah. class, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, it's just nice that it kind of pays off in these, like, ways. Yeah, I think, you know, when you're somebody who's working a full-time job, you 
you know your training time is 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 somewhat limited right like you 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 have your window of when you can get to the gym so it becomes really stressful of like if you're trying to advance in in the sport or in general health like okay what do i prioritize how can i be the most efficient um you know sam and i come from a we're in sort of the financial world so I just always think about things in terms of efficiency and yield. Like, how am I getting the most out of the time that I have? Because, mm-hmm. we, you know, whether it's a slow day at work, so that means I, I can spend a little extra time at the gym, or I know if, hey, I'm going to have a crazy week at work this week, like, I have to be as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. It's it's balancing those two things and really trying to figure out, one, like yourself as an athlete, knowing, okay, what what works for me? What, what can I sort of tailor that will not affect the rest of my session mm-hmm. versus like if I, if I rush through what, what's going to be trash and then what's going to feel like a wasted session. Yeah. I, I feel like that even if like, obviously that's the case if you are someone who's limited time, Yeah, but even for people who like their schedules free, they still have limited time Yeah, in terms of like, you can only train so much and not just like completely trash yourself. And you only have so much time in terms of like, if you're trying to make like a career of CrossFit and like be at your best, um, you're trying to do that in the most efficient way that you can allocate your resources effectively, like Mm -hmm. to the stuff that you need to work on without neglecting everything else. And it's definitely like a juggling act like you guys are describing, but I think it goes for, I think it goes for everybody across the board. I think it's exaggerated when you have, yeah, like a full-time job that you're working in a lot of professional responsibilities as well. So, yeah. How do you think about Sam? Yeah, I mean, this is this is where I just lean on my coach, right? I mean, I know I have certain areas, like, you know, weaknesses in the sport, right, that I need to work on, and I trust that he's putting me on the right course, right? So when I go to bed at night, I'm not thinking, um, oh, should I be doing more toes to bar this week, right? I just trust that my coach has made that decision for me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, it's it's, again, like, it's insane. Like, I mean... Um, I did my first competition like maybe a month ago and like leading up to it I was like old Marco was still kind of just like oh man like I haven't like didn't really like practice some of the movements you know and I'm just like I'm like, kind of nervous but again like you know b- because of just how Ben like programs like a lot of like the, the transference of kind of like the, the you know skills and just like, competence like mm-hmm. just kind of made a lot of the movements easier like and so it's just kind of cool to see the programming pay off Kind of like that for me, you know, it was just like, wow, like this actually is so much easier now that, you know, like Toaster Bar, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I I don't think we like practice a lot of them, but when I was doing them for the comp, I'm like, this is the best this actually felt like ever. I mean, so that was kind of like also cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing Sam and I were, were discussing a lot on the ride up is you not only have to be honest with yourself in terms of like, okay, what what can I do with my schedule, right? Do I work a job that I can dedicate this much time. I was like, I would never have been able to do this in a previous role where I had no, I had no control over my schedule. There was so much more variability. Like one day I could work these hours the next day. It could be like totally different. Right. And at that point in my life, that, that was the time I had to do the affiliate stuff because mm-hmm. that was the most I could do. And I had to be okay with that. And I had to be okay with this is, this is going to be my ceiling for this time in my life. Now that's not always the case, then you can construct, hopefully you can construct a, a career in life that like allows you to balance those goals. 
Um, but then you also have to be honest with yourself of like, okay, what's my ceiling as an athlete? Mm. Um, like to be perfectly honest, even if I could control every single thing in my life and spend as much time training as I want, mm. like I'm not making the CrossFit games. I mean, like, w- one thing I think about a lot and you know, we talk about these macro decisions around planning our week or our month of training, but there's really also these daily decisions when you're balancing your work and your training where you think, what do I do with this like marginal hour? Do I work out with that? hour or do I work more with that hour, right? Maybe it's 6 p.m. and you're thinking about leaving the office and you're thinking, okay, do I finish X, Y, Z other extra emails for this next hour or do I dedicate that hour to training or do I leave the office at 7, start my training at 7.30, now I'm done at 9.30, now I'm sleeping at X, right? And making that decision every day is is really tough, right? And it actually takes a little bit of feel over time of when to do the extra emails versus when to start the training a little bit earlier right honestly i make i try to make that decision and and based on how my body feels right like it is this a day where that extra time and effort is going to get me that extra yield in training right or is it maybe like a day that i need to scale back on the training and and put a little more into that other thing. Mm -hmm. So then the next day I can get back to that equilibrium, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's always that shifting curve of of balance of like, you know, and it's a day by day thing. Yeah, you look at what's on the menu, both yep. work and training wise, right? Like if it's a, you're really pushing at work that day and you have some easy zone two, you can work a little bit more, right? And hit your zone two versus if you're testing a benchmark, right? After work, you're gonna be thinking about it all day anyway, right? And your yeah. work is gonna be low quality. So may as well just get to the gym, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I am, um, so this is kind of interesting because the more I've, I've been doing CrossFit, what I like about it also, it just kind of turns the volume down on just kind of like the, the noise and the intensity of work. So I find I'm like sometimes like able to like deal with quote unquote emergencies better because I'm just like, I'm literally just did like this two hour workout. <laughs> like I, the amount of like emotional availability I have right now is like very little, you're, but you're like, like I got yeah. five other things going on yeah, right like, now. Like. And it's just like, but it's kind of nice because it's yeah. just like kind of like with a more calm mind, you're like, mm. okay, people are just being sometimes like just, you know, reactionary or hysterical and mm. we could just like calm down and take a step back. And mm. because like, I'm not caught up in, in, in that as well, because again, I'm like dead tired mm. from the workout and I'm just like, able to just kind of like, you know, not, not get caught up in that craziness, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think for me, that's been like a, a nice benefit. Yeah. Like the, the cliche of like the more hard things you do, the more exposed you are to them, the more comfortable you get, like you get comfortable being uncomfortable for me personally. And, and especially in my career, the sport of CrossFit and, and the doing all of that has, has really allowed me to to get through challenging times, to advance, to to deal with difficult situations because, you know, I, and this is going to sound so crazy, but like there were literally times in my life where work was extremely overwhelming and extremely stressful, and I would literally think back to times I was on the assault bike and I was dying <laughs> or doing some burpee workout and being like, okay, well, if you can get through that, like you can deal with this somebody with like a rude attitude or you can That's deal right. with this mm-hmm. like project right like Mm -hmm. you did that right like you can get through this this isn't as hard as that was and i think for me that's that's been a huge part of of who i am as a person and an athlete and and why i you know think i've been able to progress in in both fields 
Yeah, no, no, it's, it's been mutually beneficial. It's like Ben just had me do 30 bar muscle ups for time today. Like nothing you could you could say like really drag me down right now. It's just like, fine. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I struggle with how to message my passion for CrossFit, the sport of CrossFit, to my colleagues, right? Because oh, yeah. it's a big part of my life, and you want to connect with the other people that are in your life, right? She really joined the cult, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the there's the cult aspect of it. Like, what you walk on your hands? Like, what kind yeah. of crazy person are you, right? But then there's also the distraction aspect of it. Like, let's be honest. Like I'm hitting multiple PM sessions. I'm like, you know, cutting out of the office. I'm like, why, why is this guy being slow to respond? It's like, I'm in the middle of my five by five back squat, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that happens and you have to, you have to be political about it, right? Yeah. Because it becomes another political puzzle piece in your life. Just like having a family would be or having other obligations yeah. would be, right? I can't speak for, for every field because yep. I've obviously only worked in one, but it's gotten a little bit better in terms of like, I think people are a little more respecting of, of health conscious and mm -hmm. and they sort of get it as as you know our generation sort of comes into establishing their career when i first started and this is like seven eight years ago yeah like people were like making fun of me for like bringing my own lunch or like what do you mean you don't want to eat five guys burgers and fries on a thursday like yeah. while yeah. we're sitting at a desk for 12 hours health and fitness is kind of aligned with like yeah. you know um whatever uh, aggressive career ambition yeah. right yeah and I mean, hopefully if, if you've chosen the right mentors and you've, you've gone on the right path, like you will find people who are supportive. And I think I was lucky to do that. Like I, I was around a lot of people who had goals and aspirations and, and respected dedication to things outside of just work. Um, but that was certainly a challenge in the beginning was being like, okay, how can I do this without, you know, out seeing like I don't care about work, mm -hmm. right? Like how can I manage both things? Um, and I think it, it's still, you know, it's still a challenge, but it's still something that as you grow and you get more comfortable with yourself and, and hopefully your work has shown that you can handle it. Right. That's um, right. you know, if you're just showing, if you're just like bagging it at work because <laughs> you want to get better at CrossFit, like you're probably not going to like last long. And then you I mean, doing your do doing process. your CrossFit programming is a lot like doing your homework, exactly. right? Like you're executing instructions, right? Yeah. You know, to a certain degree of quality, right? It's a lot like doing your your work work. Right? Yeah, but I just think like you know, you have to the people you surround yourself with in the office, outside the office, in the gym, they're going to play a huge part in this, right? Because like you have to be comfortable with being like you know what, I can't get the beers after work guys, or I can't, you know, do the 10 PM dinner. Um, Ben's already been in bed for like four hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a New York city thing, Ben. 10 PM dinner. It, um, it exists. And <laughs> if you have the right people around you, like they're, they're going to be supportive of that and they're not going to like take it personally or, um, you know, some people get like upset, right? Like wow. I'm lucky I don't have, have that anymore, but like, you know, there was a while where people were like, what do you mean? Like they were like angry that you mm -hmm. had like goals or like you were doing something instead of like, do you feel that way about sleep at all? Like again, in your guys, at least Dante, especially you probably your yep. industry. It's like, I feel like people are like, Oh, like if you're resting, you're like missing out on what's going on. You need to be yeah. like aware of everything at every moment. Yeah. Like, um, there is a huge, like some people wear their ability to like not sleep as like a badge of honor. Yeah. Which one, like I would listen, I would love to like only need five hours of sleep. Like if I could function on five hours of sleep, 
it would be great, right? But I know that if I get five hours of sleep, I'm operating at like 30% capacity. I'm going to be trash at my job. I'm going to not do well in my like bad decision. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it really affects everything, right? Like I, if I get less than seven hours, like I'm C plus at everything. But if I get seven hours, I'm like, I'm approaching, like, I feel like that's setting me up to be like an A with everything. Mm -hmm. So that was another thing too, is like, people are like, Oh, why? Like, why can't you do it? Like, what are you doing at like 10 p.m. on a Friday? And it's like, (laughs) well, it's like, yeah, I'm sleeping so I can like get up tomorrow and train because I have to get up and train at 6 a.m. on a Saturday because that's when the gym is empty. Because everybody in New York City is training at, 10 20, at 25 feet worth of lunges yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like those are those are the yeah, things that like. And again, I think this is where the crossover is, right? It, it you learn to be flexible and adaptable, right? Like, and, and I think in a professional career that is so important because things are going to change, situations are going to change, the people you work with are like you have to be able to adapt. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is what CrossFit has taught me is like the adaptability of, of being like, all right, you know, it may not like I may not feel my best at 6 a.m., but if I want to get this training in, I have to do it at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that means going to bed at no later than 930. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can still get that same amount of sleep, still get up and train. But again, it goes through the seasons, right? Like there's weeks I get in Ben's season, I get like six hours every night. I mean, how do you guys think about knowing when to pull back your training? Like there must be times where you've had a couple sessions in a row that are like low quality, yeah. right? Like it must happen to both of you guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I have the opposite problem where I, I really try my best because I'm an old man now, right? So like I, uh, I really try my best to like go to bed early. And actually when I first started with Ben, I had like this kind of like bout of insomnia. So like I would get like routinely five hours like of sleep or six and I would tell Ben, I'm like, bro, I'm trying here. And it's cool because Ben would literally try to program. He's like, you know, like go outside for a walk today and like, you know, have that reset your like kind of like, you know, like your like natural rhythm so you could see the sunlight and like help you like your internal clock a bit. And like, you know, we were like going through all these things. Right? I got to get some of that in my programming. That yeah, sounds no, great. It, it yeah. was really Hold nice. Up. Like, it was yeah, helping you me get my that sleep. every morning on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up. Yeah. Don't you walk like 40 minutes a day, Sam? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, you know, and, but uh, I, I find that like, yeah, getting rest is like so great. But like, I, I literally wasn't in a position to do anything about it. I actually had to see a doctor about it to just yeah. be like, it was just incongruent with the volume that we were doing after a while I would just start feeling like trash and I would tell Ben because I was just like I'm trying my best but I'm still not getting rest Mm. he's helping me on his end with the programming and he's just you know but I think I kind of like shook it off and like found a good solution for me um you know after consulting with my doctor but man for a while it was just tough but I didn't want to not do what Ben was telling me to do Mm. also you know I didn't want to let go of it even though like Maybe I was running on five or six hours of sleep and it was like kind of like mediocre quality. I was just like, but I want to do this, right? And I really had to like uh, kind of just struggle through th- that first part until I like resolved my sleep issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like the programming is pretty good. I was just like, I want to do this. Yeah. yeah. And that happens a lot where it's like people know that if they tell me something that I'll probably make adjustments. And I think oftentimes people get scared to tell me things because of the they're afraid of the adjustments I'll, I'll make. Like, like I want to train. I know I didn't sleep great. I know I haven't been eating great the last couple of days or I've been traveling or whatever. I don't want my training modified, but like, I think oftentimes people assume that like, oh, I'm just gonna like, you know, take it all away and you yeah. have to, you know, ride this the CSU bike for 30 minutes easy or something. <laughs> I um, always think about it in like, there, and I'm, I've tried to do a, a much better job of this and I think it just comes with time. Is I, if I had a bad day, it used to like destroy me because I was such a 
fan of like the compounding mindset of like every day is a brick that you stack, but you are going to have days where you're just like not on your A game. Like that, that is anything in life that if you hear any athlete speak, like that happens, right? It's about not letting it spill into the next session. And then if you're having days where like, okay, my body feels like trash, I'm not able to like hit the percentages I'm supposed to hit. I'm not excited to go to the gym, whatever. Then like that is when you should start thinking about like dialing it back, whatever. If you had a bad performance, like there's some days like I thought I was going to come in and like crush ring muscle ups and whatever. And then I didn't. And then I was like upset. And then like, yeah, then naturally the rest of the day felt like, you know, it didn't feel as good because I like was emotionally drained. Mm. But I said, you know what? Okay, that's one day. Like tomorrow's a completely new day. But if it's going into like multiple days where you're like, it's a battle to like get through training, to get through it, whatever, then then that's when you need to think about like, okay, what's going on? And and I honestly, I had never really thought about the impact that stress outside of the gym and work, even if it's not, even if you're sleeping six to eight hours, even if whatever, if, if you have a lot going on or there's stuff happening the impact that that takes on your central nervous system and your ability to like handle all of these yeah, movements yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah. is really like something that you have to monitor and, and you just have to realize like, you know, I'm, I'm probably not PRing my snatch this week, right? Like if I've, if I, if I'm moving, like I moved apartments two weeks ago, right? I kind of knew, like, I was really happy that I was able to like hit all my training and do everything. But like, I kind of knew that like, that wasn't going to be the week that I was like hitting crazy PRs or like, you know, getting t 10 session qualities, but I was really proud that I was able to get like five, you know, eight quality out of 10, right? Like mm -hmm. that's that kind of week. So then it sets you up the next of like, okay, now I can like start getting those like numbers yeah. again. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of your job as an athlete is to like identify like when, when are those like, okay, it just could be correlated with like a, a time of year, like during this season of the year, it's like my busy season, I'm probably gonna be more stressed out. Like I got to dial training back a little bit. Hopefully I'm a little bit more proactive with that rather than reactive. So it's not like lingering with the fatigue. But then also I feel like just like on a, on a weekly basis, you'll like know which sessions you feel the best, which sessions you typically feel the worst. And then you can start to like plan future training like around those times. Yeah. So we've done this a lot with Sam where it's like his AMs, he usually f has felt more crisp is PMs, especially as you get closer to like, not, a, you know, like basically furthest away from his rest day is going to like start to like degrade in quality. Yeah. So like there doesn't mean that we need to not give him things that are going to like push the envelope, but you just need to do that in a little bit different, a different way. So it's like, okay, you're probably not going to feel like tip top, mobility strength so like okay let's not do like your snatch progressions on like a wednesday p.m before you go on your rest day like that probably just doesn't make sense yeah so it's like fitting it into like your your priority days into the like the time slots of the week where you feel the best um and then like again your job is to like figure out when that is try to make that as consistent and regular as you can so that it's like predictable and then just try to execute the best you can when you actually get there mm. Yeah. I think one thing we haven't touched on is the stress of, um, we, we've talked about work and training, but I think one thing that, you know, we're all dealing with now is work and a qualifier, right? Like the open or quarterfinals or any kind of online qualifier, right? Because there's less 
flexibility around when you can do the workouts. And you might also be battling other forms of inflexibility like equipment at your gym or time availability at your gym, right? And I think that's probably where I have found like moments of of peak stress. And it has taken like a couple seasons to kind of get through that, right? Of, you know, quarterfinals is like a third, it starts on like a Thursday, right? (laughs) People have jobs and then the the workouts are due on the Friday, right? It's ridiculous, right? So I think that's something that, you know, I'm still navigating, right? Hey guys, I can't go out tonight because I got a cross it total I gotta do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey boss, I can't go to work tomorrow. I gotta film this 30 minute qualifier and up to, uh, upload it to YouTube for the submission <laughs> yeah. deadline. Yeah. 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 No, I think I think that's a great point. Like yep. it's we're in the middle of one right now, right? Yep. And, and I'm already like next weekend I have a wedding, right? So I know, <laughs> okay, these workouts come out on a Wednesday, like I might have to do one Wednesday night, wake up early, do one in the morning Thursday, yep. um, and then do one like Friday morning right before I leave. Is yep. that the most ideal scenario? Probably not, yep. but it is kind of like the only choice that I have. Yep. Um, so again, those are the things like I got to kind of be okay with that. Now, hopefully like I can control other things and like make sure I get to bed early and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is like, it's just never going to be ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're never going to be able to control every single thing Mm -hmm. you're never going to like you know unless you i mean i think literally even if you owned a facility like this right and like you could like do whatever you wanted you're gonna have classes at certain hours you're gonna have space limitations life life is unpredictable right and like there's going to be things that happen Mm -hmm. and i think that's part of of being an athlete is is adapting to that like the people Mm -hmm. who can handle things happening and the people who can give their best effort under less than ideal circumstances Mm -hmm. are, are the ones who are usually successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the first things I told Ben when we were doing our, like, uh, like intake interview, I was just like, he's like, well, what are your goals? Like, I want to make it through like my first open and like go to like the, the age group, like, you know, like I guess quarters. Right. Because, and then I like kind of took a step back. I'm like, actually, I also kind of want to be doing this still when I'm like 50. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think those are like kind of, but I, I kind of like reordered the priority a bit because I'm just like, you know, it would be awesome if I made it through like, you know, for the first time. Um, and, you know, this will be my second year trying to open, but I also kind of want to like not be injured and like, you know, like and beat up. Like, so I want to like have longevity in it. But mm-hmm. so, and I think Ben's been really good about like managing kind of like both. Mm-hmm. So it's like, good mobility and stretching work like and all of that stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like a little different because i'm like older right that I, I like an injury could really wipe me out like you know and it's mm-hmm. just like and i'd be like out for a while like mm-hmm. right now i'm dealing with like a mild shoulder thing like and it's just like i want to make sure that that's like okay like for the open because mm-hmm. I, I really want to give it like my all for for that particular like uh yeah because i i think the first time uh last year i, I did it is actually what motivated me to get an external coach um because i was just like Man, I'm winded. Do you guys remember the open last year? Like the the twenty is twenty three point. Do I remember the open? Of course. Yeah, like it, <laughs> I just remember by the time I got to the clean, like my 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 midline was like dead. Like I like had nothing, and I'm like, I think I could like position myself to be better than this. And I was like, I feel like I could have the potential to do better. And I was just like, I think it means I just need like another like a, a real coach like dedicated to like mm. me, like you know, um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's oh man. I just remembered that event so bad. I just remembered, like, I was like, why am I dying? Like, after the first clean, <laughs> it just felt so difficult. And, and you know, you guys can touch on this as uh, I'm sure this ramps up 
you know, when you have a literal human being who you're responsible for. Right. But I found for me is like life got more serious, right? Like I had more obligations at, at work or, or with a partner or whatever it may be. You start to sort of figure out like, okay, what am I willing to like really invest in? What am I in? And for me, it was like, I spent so much time doing CrossFit, right? So much time doing in the gym, but I felt like I wasn't going like all in. Like I was afraid to like really go all in and be like, I have these goals, but what I was doing like wasn't aligning with those goals. Like I was kind of just like showing up and at a certain point, like depending on your skill level and, and your ceiling, showing up just like isn't enough. Like you have to, you have to commit. You I mean, I, th I think it's really scary to, to admit to yourself and to others that you care about something a lot, right? Yeah. It's really scary to go from, I go to CrossFit cause it's fun and I want to get jacked and hang out with my friends to, I am pursuing this goal that is quantitatively measured where I'm ranked against other people objectively. It's scary because you might lose. In fact, you're probably going to lose. In fact, there's probably going to be thousands of people that are better than you, right? And With video evidence that they're better than you, right? By, I mean, <laughs> maybe not the posting on social media, but also <laughs> posting on social media that and, they're better than and you. And maybe not the, you know, maybe not the social media video part of it, yeah. right? But to tie this all back together, like I think that's directly relatable to work and like how you approach your career, right? Mm -hmm. You and especially in a in careers that like Sam and I are in, like high finance intensity Wall Street, right? Like you are always being measured. Like your work is always being measured. Your your output, right? So how you approach things and how you sort of make sure you're you have those goals and go after them. It's I found almost the same thing as like as mm -hmm. hey, I want to make qual I want to qualify or I want to make it have this position on the leaderboard, right? Mm -hmm now completely different arena but like i think when we're talking about being able to do both that's the sort of thing that's like transferable it's like hey i have this goal here are the steps that i need to take it mm -hmm. where can i improve and like it's just a growing process of like what works what doesn't mm -hmm. what do you need to change right i'm always asking what do i need to change right like what are what's working what's not working what different thing can i try yeah so i think like uh like what, what you guys are describing is like, I'm trying to be as good as I possibly can be, but I feel like everybody at this table kind of inherently understands that like, there's a, there's a ceiling of like what I'm willing to give up for that. Like, I'm not going to underperform my job to the degree where, you know, I'm at risk of getting let go or something like ridiculous yeah. because I'm like, you know, pretending I'm something I'm not, or at least that's how it feels. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, like for me, it's like, okay, am I going to miss out on stuff I could be doing with my son to get another session in? And like my week, it's like, man, like at a certain point I have to decide what's important to me. And it's like, obviously like the, you know, well-being of my son and like spending time with him, like the limited time that I have when he's at the age he currently is, like all that stuff matters a lot. So it's like, at the same time, I can't use, you know, I can't, I can't make excuses for myself of like, oh, I was like, I just, you know, slept in on this day where I could have gotten up and trained. And yeah, it's like, yeah. I missed my second session that's, for like that's no where, reason. That's another thing is like, you have to, you have to know yourself and look yourself in the mirror and be like, where am I making excuses? And where am I like, where am I being honest? Right. Yeah. Like being honest, like, you know, and, and Sam and I were, were speaking about this before. Like, if you look at the sport of CrossFit in like 2012, like when it was really starting, there were people who worked like who were regular jobs and were making regionals and whatever because yeah. the sport was just in its infancy. Where now, if you really look at it, like, yeah, there are there are full time like working people, but 
they spend like the majority of their time training. Like you're not yeah. having like like their actual dedication to like whatever that yeah. outside thing is is probably very minimal. Yeah, like yeah, you know right. Joe Smith who works eighty hours a week as an accountant. Yeah. Like he was just really fit and like yeah he put in a ton of extra work and whatever. But in two thousand eleven, like he was a he was a regionals athlete in. 2023 like the person who's like a fringe semifinal athlete is pretty much like a full-time athlete like yeah. it, it because the reality is, is like the sport has just advanced so much and it people have gotten so good the depth of field too yeah i think that's a big factor and there's so too. many more people yeah. yeah yeah i mean there's there's always gonna be like the freak people who like okay they work a full-time job they sleep six hours and they just get really yeah. good um and yeah, there's obviously a number of factors that can go into that. But uh But on the flip side, I think it's like I know for myself, it's like okay, if I if I didn't if I totally shifted to CrossFit where that was like the only thing I was focused on, I don't know if I would be as successful because I feel like the balance has allowed me to bring more of myself to the gym. Mm -hmm. Like because I have this job and this career, it allows me to do these things in CrossFit that I wouldn't necessarily be able to do if I if I didn't have this or I didn't have that. And it also is just like I don't know if, if this was the only thing I had, I, it might get like, I might get burnt out or like whatever, like that balance of having these two things. And then hopefully like a personal life, um, you're sort of saying like, okay, this stuff all is cohesive together and, and lifts the whole up rather than if I just like competing as an individual is stressful enough as it is, right? It's all on you. Anything you do well or poorly is completely on you. Um, that if I, if my income and my career were also tied to it, I think my stress level would explode. Yeah. Yeah. Right? right. And just like a, like the reality is like, this is not the most like cost effective, like hobby, <laughs> right? Like, um, I'm not saying you have to have like an insane job to just like be able to do it. Right. Yeah. But it, it, it is like, it's not like, you know, super like budget friendly. First of all, the food. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the shoes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like... Pull like a random... <laughs> the, shoes. the shoes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, th there's lots of, like, hobbies that you could have that would be, like, you know, more expensive hobbies. Like, okay, I really like going skiing, and I want to get yep. all the best gear, and I want to have all the, like, new goggles yep. every year, and this and that, and, like, okay, there's a lot of stuff you could do, and you could spend money on travel and this and that, but it's also probably not, like, impacting, like, all the other facets of your life because it's, like, unless you're, like, trying to be, like, world-class or something. But, yeah. like, if that's, like, a hobby that you're, like, pursuing, it's, like, realistically, like, you can have a bunch of beers on the weekend and, mm. uh, you know, sleep subpar and just kind of eat whatever, and you'll, you can still enjoy that hobby. Whereas, like, if you do all that stuff and you try to CrossFit, it's, like, much less enjoyable because it has like a direct negative impact where it's like, so like now you're literally sacrificing like in the sense of like, okay, like these are my minimums that I have to meet in terms of how much I have to eat on a <laughs> like same thing, like time in bed. Okay. I have to get to these minimums. Like there's all this that I have to do. So like, it, it's not like it's just impacts like, okay, the three hours I'm in the gym. It's like, it's, you really have to kind of look, be honest and like look at your entire, you know, day and then, decide what what stays in what you're willing to dedicate to it there's yeah it's it's everything which makes it tough but also i feel like it's re more rewarding than when you can get it aligned in the way you want to go yeah i agree mm -hmm. completely yeah there are days where i feel like i call them superman days because i feel like i like crushed it at work i crushed my workout and like i feel like i got adequate time with like my son and my family mm -hmm. But there are days where, like, it's all, like, messed up. Like, the, so the session was garbage. And, like, man, like, I missed my son by a little bit. So he, like, fell asleep early because he woke up early. And, like, you know, and it's just, like, I think um, 
looking over like the the long term, like the you know like the average basically over like a time span, and just like on average, like how well do you do, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of what's nice about like how you measure our like kind of like you know performance on a weekly basis. It's like what's today and eight. Like I think about my life that way now. Like it's just like quality time with the family. Like you know, did you crush it at work today? Did you solve this problem that you like, had to like? And I, I feel like, um, yeah, more often than not, like, you know, it, it's like, I think that's what I'm trying to optimize for, um, you know, just like the whole picture, like you're saying. Like. Yeah, I think speaking for myself, it has really helped me be like, okay, whatever I'm doing at this moment, I'm going to make it the best that I can do at this moment, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm in the gym, it is being here now, being present, like mm-hmm. getting the most out of it. If I'm at work, right? It's being dialed in, it's being focused, it's being, okay, like, I'm going to make this like a 10. Or if it's, you know, being a partner or a friend, right? Like you're, you're trying to get the best out of it. That being said, it's impossible to do that every day, yeah, whatever. Right. But I find that those days, and I, I try to tell myself this when I'm having those days where it feels like, man, I'm at like a six, right? Those are the days that if you stay dedicated to the process, like stay the course, you are that's how you get that your reward for that is is those days where it's a 10 like you don't get those days Mm -hmm. without those days yeah very true i mean i feel like there's i've had this conversation with like a lot of different athletes where they're like especially people who are not fresh but like they're not veterans it's like they'll be like man like training wasn't great today like and like that's like the kind of the extent of like how they're feeling about it i'm like Mm -hmm. well yeah, you're not going to get every day. That's great. Like, like you're going to feel great. Like a small percentage of the time, a lot of the time you're going to like feel okay. And then hopefully you're going to have a percentage of the time. And it's not more than that where you're like, you know, don't feel great. And it's like, if you can kind of straddle that where like most of the days you're like a seven, right? Like you're you're like, I feel okay today. Like training went okay today. Like I hit what I expected. And it's like once in a while you're going to get, man, everything felt good. It was clicking. It went really well. And then like, you're going to get some days where it's like, yeah, I just felt off today. I just kind of got through the the, the things that I need to check off and then called it a day. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really get a ton of satisfaction from watching my training videos from that day. I get satisfaction from seeing my videos from six months ago. Mm. Right. Like, and I, and I look back and I think, wow, those snatches look like garbage or those cleans were so weak or whatever. Right. And that gives me, you know, I, I see progress over like not six day increments or six yeah. hour increments, right. Over six month increments. Yeah. And I think, I think I've tried to apply that in all aspects, right? Is is how is my average trending, right? Mm-hmm. In 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 all things and and am I better now than I was six months ago, right? Or am I at least setting myself up to take that right? And it's how can I be not I'm not saying you shouldn't aspire to greatness, right? But I think it's more important to be consistently good mm-hmm. and eliminate, you know the bad days and like how yeah like ben said earlier how can i have as many seven days as possible without having a four or a five and then you're pleasantly surprised when you get a 10 right but like thinking every day is going to be a 10 is is just not that's not how those days of pring every session are yeah yeah Yeah. and you you might be able to get most of your trainings to be like nine but then it's like you're probably not training very much yeah right (laughs) at a certain point like you have to be okay like doing like, okay, I'm doing high quality work, but it's not like I'm going max effort. It's not like I'm, you know, trying to PR my, my list every day. It's like, I'm just like accumulating good work. Yeah. And I feel like in, in CrossFit, especially it's like, if you can just accumulate good work, 
Like that, that's like all the battle of like, you can stay healthy and just accumulate good work and you can do that for years. You'll probably be pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the classic, like people underestimate what they can do in a year uh, or people overestimate what they can do in a year, but they significantly underestimate what they can do in like five, 10. Um, you tell me I got to do this for five more years. Uh. (laughs) You know, um, it's a long game, right? And whether it's, it's everybody wants the quick fix right everybody loves like that quick result but you're not you don't go from snatching 135 to 225 in like a year unless like you're just on some crazy stuff <laughs> but um unless you weigh 225 you know if you want if you want to be good at this right and, and it's important to you and you care about it you want to be around as long as possible and i've seen a lot of people who have came in the sport and they they've loved it and they went really hard and then they blew themselves up with an injury or they got burnt out right like it's important to figure out a system that works for you and say like okay how can i how can i stay at this how can i keep showing up how can i build that quality of work and over time that that will like show itself might not show itself that day you might not hit that pr that day right but over time like you will i feel like that's huge for members too yeah like just like general fitness like i want to look good move well like you just need to figure out a way to you're not going to feel 100 percent. like even when you have stuff pop up like okay i'm dealing with this you know i'm dealing with this shoulder thing right now and i'm you know super frustrating and it's like if you're just dedicated like you know what i'm going to be doing this for the next 30 years like whatever it looks like right i might have to modify it and like whatever but like i'm gonna be showing up consistently for the next 30 years even if it means i have to do you know air squats lunges and ghd holds for the next six months like until the shoulder like heals up like if you're just committed to it it's like what like what you're kind of getting at like if if you can just do that and yeah stay the course just kind of keep doing what you need to do then it's like a lot of the other stuff falls into place and a lot of other people just like fall off. Yeah. Right. And that's not obviously as significant for people who are just general fitness. Like you want to be surrounded by people, but in terms of like the competitive atmosphere, it's like, yeah, if you could just be around for a long time, like you just, you get the experience, you, you know, your physiology adapts over time and it takes years. Like, you know, everybody thinks about like growing a muscle in six weeks or something. It's like, Yo, I'm just trying to have some strong bones. In this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that it, um, when I, there was a period of time where like, I hated taking rest days, like, because I was just such a fan of like, you just got to show up, you got to show up, you got to show up. Like mm-hmm. every day in the gym is, is a day in the plus column. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like, that that's not necessarily true. Right. Because if you're, if you're training hard enough and you're doing well designed, well thought out programming, you need a like your bot. You need to give your. I love rest days, bro. Those are the best well, days. I, I am like <laughs> when, when I'm waking up on a or I'm going to bed the night before a rest day. It is like the best. It's like let's go. I'm literally telling myself at the end of my my session before that, yeah. like because it's always like gruel. It's like get through this and you got a rest day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it. That's how tra- <laughs> that's how training like should be. Right? Yeah. If you're pushing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. that's how it's like okay you then you need to let your body like heal and repair itself. So. Oh, that's so true that's so relatable because like i literally said that out loud to riley the other day it was a wednesday night i have off on thursday or like just like easy stuff and i was like last interval riley this is it like rest day after this <laughs> yep. so Dude, i don't but i don't know if ben you do this on purpose but i all my last thing is always the name game on a friday and then i have saturday off <laughs> and it is always like i'm like 
this is going to be brutal. This yeah. is going to be a battle. But on the other side of it, like, it's I'm like chilling for 72 hours. Yeah, or yeah. not 72. Do you guys like, remember whatever. your first week with Ben's programming? I think it was the first time I had done a name game. And it was a rest day after. And I had just never been so happy to be resting. <laughs> yeah. Like, I sent a picture of me and the, the Normatech, like, kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is what happened after. Um, but, but yeah, like, I mean, it, it's just so, um, you know, like, yeah, like, you have my, one of my sessions is like, like name game and then like if that wasn't bad enough there's like usually like rowing like intervals or like something after it and i'm just like bro like it's okay man like and it just like but it actually feels good after the fact it just looks intimidating when you see them back like that <laughs> yeah. right um but yeah, that, that rest day after that it's like man it's just so nice yeah. like treat yourself to a little donut in the morning maybe <laughs> just like you know just like sleep in a little pastry in, coffee yeah. combo and it's <laughs> and again like you have like there's been weeks where i've had to something happened or like maybe i had a night of like insomnia or whatever and like i slept four hours and then i'm like all right i'm going to like this wasn't the plan but like i'm gonna make my rest day today because i know if i try and train like mm. it's going to be detrimental right. um so then like i'm gonna have to adjust my schedule and like that's not ideal, but that's the reality right? when there's things you can't control and you just have to keep putting in the work. You have to keep doing it in a way that's, that's smart. And that one, you're like also having fun, right? Like if this isn't fun and you're not enjoying it, like, what are you doing? If you're, do you just get off on like self torture? Like, I mean, it's kind of like, this is just kind of like fun to just be like, Oh man, this is so tough. But you're like internally, you're like, this is actually kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Like, and I'm just enjoy every time. Like you just move and you do something that's like difficult you're like, man, this is like great. Like, but I mean, I'm the, my personality is always like, I'm just nervous looking at the workout because like even today, when I was we were, terrified coming into that. Yeah. Like, just like the movements the, I've never done the, would yeah. never do like in a normal course. <laughs> of, like, I whatever. know what? maybe ever again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it takes you back. It takes you back to being a kid again. And it's, it's yeah. for me, it's like, I love, I love a feeling of learning, right. Mm. Whether it's Mm. professionally personally in my spare time in the gym like feeling like i'm like learning something new and i'm like getting outside of my comfort zone yeah, is yeah. such an intoxicating feeling mm. and like yeah like we probably all looked really dumb doing skin the cats on the rings and like gymnasts would like Instagram laugh already. laugh at us oh i like that <laughs> but yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah but you're like oh wow like this was cool like today i did something that i had never done before and like yeah i wasn't great at it but like i did it and yeah. that was really cool. And like, that's the kind of stuff that like keeps you motivated and moving forward. Sure. So Marco, Dante mentioned like unpredictability and like schedule, like sometimes it's better to just kind of like pack it in and like call it a day almost. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, push your training back or something along those lines, modified somehow. Um, obviously it's like more unpredictable when you have a kid and you don't know how they're going to sleep. Sometimes your sleep hasn't been great as you were kind of alluding to before, like you were dealing with some of that insomnia. Yeah. Um, sometimes like, they get you sick. I mean, yeah, sickness. Yeah. yeah that's like another good example. Like for you, how have you like felt like, okay, either my kid didn't sleep great or I didn't sleep great or I've got work demands that, you know, whatever, like something popped up and it's like, I don't know if it's a great idea to train. Like how do you decide and navigate that? Um, so that's a really good question. And I feel like the answer is like day to day, like, um, and you know, I don't know if Jack's kind of is that age where he's beginning to be able to express himself. Like, yep. so my son now is explicitly asking to spend time with me and I'm like, I'm not going to turn him down. Right. You know, like yeah. so he's like, daddy, can we play together? I'm like, no, of course we can. Like, you know, like, yeah. And so that means that that's like a block of time that I know is going to be like taken for that. Right. And it's just like, okay, well, what's the leftover? Do I still like need to like be like answering emails right now? And you kind of just work backwards to how much time you have. But I mean, 
for the most part, I just try to like show up at the gym and uh, just say, okay, like this is like, let's see how much we could get done in like two hours. Um, and it depends on like, uh, like people were saying, like, I, I think I, we're fortunate enough to be senior enough in our careers that we, we have more control over our schedules. Um, I don't think I would be able to get away with this, like even with, a, like, especially with a kid, like back then when like, you know, mm -hmm. like my, my schedule, work schedule is a lot more rigid, right? But now it's, uh, you know, I, I basically just try to make sure that uh, I have time with him every day. Um, and if he sleeps okay, like that's like perfect. But like if he doesn't and like we're awake as a result of it or he gets me sick, you know, I actually am like pretty like honest with you with the, the you know, the yeah. feedback form. I don't know how much detail you guys put in the feedback form. I always feel like, am I telling Ben too much? It's just like, oh man, I'm sorry, I'm like sick. I like basically write him like a whole novel, like, you know, in that like short space that he like goes back, like, you know. Really? I'm like, I'm like looks good, looking yeah. forward to next week. Because <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's like all this stuff that's coming up, right? Oh, my son got me sick, or yeah. like, you know, just, or like you didn't sleep so well, blah, 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 blah. And just like I tell you all of this stuff so that you kind of know. Um, but I mean, to be honest, I mean, I, I don't know how you do it. Like, it's like a day by day thing, right? And you just try to like make the best of it. And so you just show up at the gym. There are days where I feel like garbage. I'm just like, let's just see how this goes. Because sometimes when you start moving, you you kind of just like, okay, like I can, yeah, I can get through this. Yeah, like, and it's just like that, that initial hump of like getting yourself to the gym. Like, so it's just like, that's like my like first step is like morning, like take care of the kid goes, he goes to school and I'm like, okay, like just put on some clothes and, and get yourself to the gym. Like, and we'll just see how this all shakes out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like, like there's days where, you know, kid didn't sleep great or something. And it's like, you know, thankfully like he sleeps pretty well, but like, okay. So like, say something like that happens. Like I might just like bag my morning session and like do a slightly extended evening session and like right. try to try to make the most of it. Or it's like the other day, Brooke and Jack showed up here and I was like in the middle of my workout. So I just like, like stopped and just like I did some strength stuff and like whatever, but like pushed some of the stuff to like my recovery day the next day. And I was like, it was fine. I modified it a little bit, but it was just like, I'd rather like, what am I going to do? Like ignore my kid when he walks in? Like, of course not. Like kind of what like you were saying, like you, you, right. I want to play with you. Like you're going to say like, no, no. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> No, like not I'm at all. I'm about to PR right now, son. Go away. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah Watch exactly. the banded rotations. Yeah. <laughs> Hold this camera. <laughs> no, it's just like, yeah, it's, like you said, like what's nice about it is that, you know, so um, I think a lot of this tying about to, to work is that I, I guess right now we're in a, a phase of our lives where we do have a little more control over work, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Right. And then also what's nice about the programming, Ben, is like, you, I think we know like how to kind of maybe break it up if we need to. And at the end of the day, if you split it into two sessions, like it won't be the end of the world. Right. I mean, yeah. and so that's kind of like nice about the whole day. So but it's like a game of Tetris every day where you're just trying to yeah. like move the block so that they're like you kind of get the, you know, everything lined up. Yeah. You still have that element of responsibility. Like it's definitely less with a coach where it's like, OK, they're they're kind of at least they understand like hopefully your facility, like your time constraints, like it's at least more predictable in that way where you're not trying to juggle it every single week where you've got like, you know, like some blog program where it's like a through F and you're like trying to figure yeah. out which pieces you should right. be plugging we, in. We had, a, we had a long that. conversation about this. And again, I don't, I don't want this to, obviously we're all, all an advocate of this surface. Right. But, um, the biggest thing is like when you, I feel like a lot of people are caught in the middle, right? Of like where they're trying to level up, they're trying to be competitive and they're and they're piecemealing things together. But for me, like that, the fact that that stuff is designed for as many people as possible, it's extremely limiting because everyone's circumstances are different, right? Everyone's schedule is different. Everyone's facility is different. And 
like there's no way I can do a 30 minute alternating imam with 17 pieces of equipment and like sandbags and you like that that just isn't yeah, the sporty Those are my favorite days. I call them the kitchen kitchen sink days. Yeah. Like uh, Ben, like dude, those are like my favorite days. It's like usually like yeah, it's like preppy box jump overs and toaster rings and like you know like pistols. So like I'll take off like about a quarter of the gym and luckily like i can do that like bro i'm still using that yeah like stay away no everybody's pretty nice but like i think i'm getting a reputation in my gym because of you because they they just like that's a crazy guy like you know he does crazy stuff like that that's how literally like, one of the coaches introduced me to a prospective member that's mm. just marco they just mm. yeah just mm. own thing, you know cool yeah and i think it translates to into like it helps you it it sharpens your decision-making skills and it sharpens how you think about your life and how you think about how you're going to approach things right and, and evaluating trade-offs everything is trade-offs right like am i willing to not do this so i can do this extra work or whatever like, am i willing like what am i willing to give up to to get what i want mm -hmm. right and those are the things that you start to like by having something you care about and something outside of work that you're really invested in when you have to make those decisions in your professional life you have you have a greater confidence in yourself because you're like i make these types of decisions like all the time mm -hmm. like whether it's okay are we going to spend more time on this project or do i need to chase this person to give me the information that i'm looking for right knowing what is the more efficient way or knowing how to think about trade-offs and how to think about balance is i find a pretty big asset it, I feel like you're right. It, again, it's, it's part of this like spillover effect of like training, like you know, to your like mentality, of, you know, in training and how it kind of spills over to like work life. Mm. Yeah, like again, I just find work to be so much more easy to deal with, like uh, just as a result of like all the stuff that we're typically like put through. Um, and I'm not quite sure what it is. Like, yeah, it might be like you know, because again, we have to like Tetris our days to like prioritize like all the time. As like you know, like a, maybe fathers and like you know, like trying to like be like better at CrossFit and like you know also like be great at work, but but then again, it's just like this is so like challenging that when this work matter comes up, it just seems so small, like you know, like in comparison that it, it's like not overwhelming anymore. Mm. Mm. Well, boys, we should probably uh, wrap it up, land the plane. We should probably get ready for that uh, second we'll session. Second session. Got right. some uh, show runs, hybrid box jump overs, max out that shoulder to overhead, and then I got an in game workout. And then we have to uh, drive back home. And then you get to sit in your car. <laughs> and I get to sit in my car home. for three and a half hours. Yeah, those heated seats are an amazing asset. <laughs> I'm telling you. AC like and heated seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having us on, man. Thank thanks, so Ben. Much, it's been yeah. good. It's been good. Thanks for listening today. If you're someone who just started listening to the show, I would encourage you to subscribe so you can stay up to date. If you're someone who's been listening for a while, I would encourage you to rate and review the show. And lastly, the best thing that you can do to support our work is also the best thing that you can do for your performance. And that is by hiring one of our coaches. Until next time, stay the course.